What did they tell you upon the sea? I didn't look up. I couldn't tell them the truth. They said nothing. They only stared. The truth was forced into my gut by spears, both literal and figurative. I was dead. I had always been dead. It was now. I believed. But I couldn't say any of that. They wouldn't understand. I probably wouldn't even understand. The sun was already flickering low in the sky. Words needed to be said, words that were there righteous, but more importantly, true. A tiny squabble in a tiny world over a tiny issue. So what? The biggest or small, the small biggest. All mattered exactly the same. So, what did they say? What did I think they wanted them to say? They wanted the Bright Eyes to say that we should stand and fight, carve out a place for ourselves in this chaotic and malevolent universe by the force of our own violence. It was tempting. Even having finally remembered, I understood the barbaric squirmings of pride down in my gut. There was pride here. Where else could pride be? Anywhere. It could be anywhere. Anywhere where we were alive, and even in the places where we were dead. But the others could only understand the first part. They might say they understood the second, but it was doubtful. The light was barely licking my skin now. A couple of tithering children had escaped from the conclave to go play down by the beach. The adults were mumbling about themselves. Some were talking about what they planned to eat tomorrow, others were harping on about their heritage or the sheer fear they felt at the next coming. Few indolent souls were still staring at me, convinced I had entered into a holy trance. But there was no need for a trance. Just a brief pause to sort my thoughts out. What did they tell me upon the sea? A hush fell across the crowd at the familiar crooning of my voice. Finally, finally! The Savior spoke. Divine wisdom would pour out of my mouth, slathering the gathering in wisdom so holy that no physical spears could ever pierce their hearts. Freedom, happiness, glory. That is what my words offered, probably. At least that's what everyone thought. The sun was lowering still on the horizon. There were only three days left before the marching forces reached our portion of the peninsula and set fire to all the good and bad works we had done. Anyone left would be put to the sword. There was a rancid poison deep in their hearts that my people wanted to match. They would slather themselves in evil to call themselves good. What did they tell me upon the sea? Nothing. They told me nothing. They don't even exist. Cries of outrage erupted here and there among the drunks and belligerent alike. Many more lowered their heads in shame. It was a lie, of course. They did exist. I could still feel the waves of the sea gently caressing my tired flesh. But they needed to hear these words without the aura of divinity about them. We were flesh and blood, and so would get no excuses. They told me nothing upon the sea. I journeyed long and far for leagues upon leagues and saw nothing. But what does it matter? Who among here are gathered today, thinking that in a few days hence you will be thrusting a spear into the enemy's heart? 
A few of the more bellicose men hollered affirmations in my direction. Most souls simply gave tacit support. But what do you know of the enemy? What do you know of their numbers? I can tell you, even if I did not see them. I saw the encampments of the horde, whimpered as I saw them execute their savagery in yet another village. With what armaments we have, we shall not be able to wound more than a dozen of their blades. And what then? The arbiter looked at me with steel in his eyes. So you, who admit to blindness towards the gods, presume to tell us that we ought to evacuate. This land is our home. These houses are houses. This auditorium built by the sweat and blood of our forefathers. Would you sacrifice all that? I do not need to see the gods, arbiter, in order to understand the path of events. Stand or flee. The buildings will be burned. Stand, the men get chopped to pieces in the bargain. You may have seen their camps. They may have stretched the sea, but if we give them a firm battle, show them our strength, perhaps they will decide us too much trouble and leave us alone. Perhaps. But then you admit to a willingness to sacrifice all of the men and women of our city for nothing more than a chance. I must admit, I weep over the future devastation. When I see the fires from a distance, my tears will tumble to the ground. But the forefathers did not build this city so that we may die in it. The monuments to the founders, the orators, the scholars, even the pig-breeding grounds, all of them are utter marvels forged by the caring suffering of mankind. But what use have they when we are all dead? We do not die for monuments, Arbiter. We do not die for the past. We die for the future, for the people who remember our tales and respect our decision of cowardice so that they themselves might draw breath. What of our grandparents? They died for the future, too. Are you so blind that you have no idea who has eyes? Arbiter scowled at me. The heretic, the insolent fool. I could see the slurs roll about in his head. This place meant much to him, to everyone else. But it meant much to me, too. And where shall we go? What other land may grow grass so sweet as our ancestral domain? There are many lands, Arbiter, many places. The horde is not all. Where it goes, it leaves a little behind, but that little is sterile, unable to cultivate the beauties of plant and stone. So it must move on, eternally, forfeiting as much land as it claims. We may go west, past the walls and the waterfalls. But that is unimportant to the decision today. We can decide the direction later. What we must do now is agree upon the fundamental decision of leaving our homes to the destruction of torch and spear. It is shameful, all of this. What honor is there in living a life on the move, of constantly fleeing when the banners come? And what honor is there in death? The dead can do not. They can plan no revenge from beyond the grave. They can erect no cities and marvels of their own. All they can do is sit back and mourn their own deaths and the demises of their kin. Sounds like something they would tell you on the sea. Aye. It is something they'd tell me on the sea, if there were any they to speak. Staying and fighting is brave, but it is brave only for a while. There will be but one night in which a brave man might make his bravery clear, offering up his heart to be split in two by arrow and by knife. But the wandering clan must be brave every day, must have courage in the face of all their sufferings, 
Much as we exhibit the valiant fire of our souls today, each day we will contend with the horrors of travel, of feeding ourselves in our ken. But more so, we shall have to contend with our shame, and we shall have to contend with the desire to reclaim the city of splendor we reside in today. The living man is a thousand times braver than the dead, simply by the harsh reality of the living man's existence. Ah, reclaim the city. But the hordes will raise it to the ground. You yourself have admitted as much. True, they, they know nothing of settled life or the values of art and architecture. At least they understand it very little and grow hostile towards it as a reminder of their enemies. But what shall happen if we stay and die? What shall happen to the city then? Perhaps decades from now, perhaps even centuries, there will be intrepid souls of another people who explore this land, looking for relics of the past. But they will have no idea of the importance of each interlocking part of the city. They will not know the statues of the warden or the benefactress by sight. And so even the cultural treasures of our people will be perverted into little more than curiosity. But if we elect to survive, perhaps we or our descendants will be able to muster the strength that we lack today, and so reclaim this place as our patrimony. No matter how much destruction the hordes wreck about this place, they will leave clues and artifacts intact. And so we, the living, with our knowledge of the space and its tales, will be able to rebuild, make this place once more into something other than an intellectual curiosity. Arbiter was flummoxed. He wanted to keep arguing of me just to show that he still held the power here. But I didn't care. The crowd was roused to my side, but what did it matter beyond the impact of my speech? Perhaps tomorrow I should be wise again. Perhaps they would be looking to me. Death would come eventually, and no manner of supplication would ever deliver me from its cold, clamping jaws. But perhaps I would have children, or friends who sired their own young, who I was able to teach. That was enough. That the living may keep living, and avoid the utter hubris which was perishing for naught. Very well. Arbiter intoned. You have me convinced. He turned to the crowd and shouted, So it is! The dark tides of history are here to wash us away. But it will only be the city that the waves take now. I officially endorse the proposed evacuation, and I urge each and every one of my citizens to follow suit, joining us in whatever direction we may take. There was a damp applause, then chaos as the assembly dissolved into disparate groups of people berating and debating each other. Though opinions were still tumultuous, I had no doubt that nearly all of them would start preparing their things when they retired back to the domiciles. Arbiter's support would go long in ensuring that the only ones who died when the banners came would be the cruelly obstinate and the hopelessly infirm. An utter tragedy had turned into merely a tragedy. Night was gathering, but a tiny sliver of light was carved into the horizon where the sun still blazed. Day would come again. It always would. Arbiter had vanished. I'd been so absorbed in my own thoughts that I had missed him slip away. I knew not what possessed me to approach him again. Maybe I simply wanted to thank him for seeing reason, for, for endorsing good. Or perhaps I wanted to gloat. I despised that possibility, but it was there all the same. I set out to look for him. It wasn't long before I saw his little frame hanging over the hill outcropping. 
his hand collapsed around a bottle. I didn't know what sort of liquid was in the bottle, but I presumed it to be booze. Even though I generally despised drunkenness, I didn't deny it to him, not this night. But even still, I sat beside him to utterly disrupt his coping. What did they tell you on the sea? The same question, once over again. Arbiter shot me a look of steel, a look he might have reserved for the hordes if he had been there to meet them. The same question answered truthfully this time. I cannot give a different answer and be truthful at the same time, friend. They told me nothing. An iron smile cruelly curled. They told you nothing, you say, and yet before you admitted they did not exist. I suppose that was a lie. A lie without purpose. A lie with a purpose. And yet I did speak truthfully when I remarked that they told me nothing. They didn't speak. They killed me. Or I, I killed myself. It's all a muddle in my head. I can't really say more. But they exist? Why would you try and hide their existence? Afraid that someone else may try and rig their boat so as to follow your path? Not especially, but... If there is anyone to follow, they will follow no matter what I said today. The scent of salt will sting their nose so harshly they will know of the place somewhere in their mind so well that no amount of propaganda may paper over it. But what of the others? Those who will not lunch their boats out there. Who might have if you had not lied. Arbiter, what I spoke aside from that one lie was a truth that I conceived in my own being. A truth that resonated with the nothing that they taught me. I did not need to seek them out to learn such a wisdom. And why should I? You and the others understand it, even when it is spoken from the lips of the mortal. What more do you need? What more do the others need? If they cannot understand the foolishness of standing our ground now, perhaps they never shall. Even though destiny is certainly plucking at the threads of our fates as we speak, what do any of us gain from knowing how or why the thread is strummed. You're losing me, wanderer. Perhaps the proverbial blessing you accuse me of is wearing off. But if I understand anything about the watchers on the sea, it is that they are fickle from our regards. To them they are perfectly reasonable, stable, you know, every edict they give completely coherent with the previous. To us? It would appear nothing more than a jumbled mess, and so the most ill-minded and manipulative of our folk could seek them out to justify anything. And they would, for they are beyond morality. We are of morality, of the physical realm, of the city and our families. We are simply too fundamentally different for appealing to them to be useful. By the human mind, we will find good outcomes for humans. It simply had to be. Had to be. But wasn't the lying your choice? As much a choice as any, absolutely guaranteed by the tides of creation, and yet moment to moment from my or any other perspective, completely taken by my own free will. You cannot find meaningful answers to these questions. It does not mean it is pointless to ask them, only that you should not be too frustrated when you find no clear path to the truth, or find the truth to be indecipherable. What about seeking answers and emotions? Not even, nor even the most base of the senses. 
Arbiter, it, it's getting late. Haven't you better go pack your supplies? I will take nothing more than I need to sustain myself and my family, and that will take no more than a few minutes to gather. No mementos? No artifacts of our own? No. I won't want to remember. Isn't that a sort of cowardice? <sighs> yes, and I admit to it. Just like you must admit that it is at least partially out of cowardice that you advocated for your cause. I shrugged my shoulders. Partially? Cowardice, yes. But what am I to do? You broke me. Humiliated me before the public. I'm dealing with more stress here. Must I also sacrifice my mental well-being in this respect, too? Only if you care for your future self. <laughs> yeah. Silence. The last trim of the sun had sunk below the horizon. Torches were dimly glinting in town as the runners completed the rounds. I would have come around to it by the morning, Arbiter admitted. You certainly would have. So the silence hung longer, until my thoughts were swallowed by the chirping of crickets and the incessant washing of the waves. At some point Arbiter left, maybe to drink some more, maybe to sleep. I was alone, basking in the silent glory of the night. I retired to my own quarters, wherein I curled into a ball on a series of unkempt sheets I kept which passed for a bed, either within the city or without. Although my sheets lay upon a layer of comfortable, soft pelts, the, the ground felt harder than it did any day that I was forced to sleep upon the bare dirt. The others might have believed my logic, but did I? I certainly felt like I did, and yet... Even as I was triumphant, even as I could be assured that I'd saved my kin the tragedy of a shortened life, there was a nagging feeling in the nape of my neck which I desperately wished to extract. I would have it easier than the rest of them. That was true. I was used to a life on a rug. With my feet pressing against all varieties of soil from here to the other coast, I had found a sort of sacredness in all places anywhere where my feet could touch the ground. What of the others? What would they have? True, life itself was more important than the parcels of enjoyment that it consisted of. But how much of that enjoyment could be sliced off before the lives of the others were nothing more than torment? I had learned peace and ruthlessness. But would they? Perhaps I had been wrong. Perhaps the sorrow that would now encompass my family's lives would make it so that their life would have been better not lived at all. Perhaps. But the agency was out of my hands now. My dice had been cast, and all I could do now was watch. <laughs>